What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, June 30th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside famed video game developer of the Solitaire Conspiracy, John Wickhex Volume, and today, celebrating the 10-year anniversary of Thomas Was Alone, Mike Bithell. Hello, Woo! Mike. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I mistimed that sip. I was going to say, you all that time to drink your coffee. You waited till I, hey, Mike, hey, turns and drinks his coffee. This immediately showed myself to be an unprofessional. I'm well, sorry again, for the standards drop the that your audience is about to experience. I make the games. I don't talk about You them. don't talk on microphones yeah. or in podcasts. You haven't podcasted in forever. You don't know what you're doing. I understand. I, I, I don't like you do it I'm weekly for play, watch, listen at all. No, no, no. Alana does most of that. That's fine. I just kind of sure. Yeah, the heavy lifting over there. Mike, how the hell are you? 10 years. I'm Can good. you believe it? I can't. I can. I was, I was saying before we went on, I, I can't, but I can. Feels simultaneously like two hours ago and two centuries ago. It's great. Um, no, it's been great. It's, uh, it was, it was, it would change my life. It changed my life. And I, I get yeah. to do really cool stuff and, you know, make games forever, which is great, which is the only goal I had in life was just to, to make stuff. So yeah, I've been very lucky, very, very, very privileged, very lucky situation. And that's the thing where it's like, I hope most people know the story of Mike Bithell. And if they don't, they should stay tuned. I think they teach it in schools now. I think they should be. They should be, right? Uh, What we're doing for the post show here on patreon.com slash kind of funny games is basically doing a mini We of Cool Friends where we'll talk to Mike about the 10 year anniversary of Thomas Was Alone, uh, what it was like working at another job and then seeing that he's making enough money and Thomas Was Alone to be like, you know what? Peace. It's just bouncing and going to make games. And then, you know. Now you work at Bithel Games. And I think, you know, I'll give you a preview of the kind Which of hard coincidence. Yeah. I was going to say, did did the last name, your name being Mike Bithel, did that work for you or against you when you applied to Bithel? I went to the interview. They said, it's like you were made for this job. Please come join us. Yeah, it was great. Damn. They were very kind about it. That's yeah. that's the perfect kind of thing you can see. Uh, you can't mm. imagine it, but it works out that way sometimes. Just, that's how it goes. Uh, Mike Bithel, are you ready to put on, uh, put all your put all your own stuff aside, all your promotion, all your games? Yeah. The solitaire. I'm not here to say that the game's available on Steam right now. Uh, massive discount switch for solitaire. No, 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 not at all, man. No. I mean, solitaire conspiracy is available everywhere and criminal. My greatest work. Yeah. Thank you. I agree. You know what I mean? A great cast hmm. in there because it's me. And then there's a bunch of other people. You, I, fine. I, I, you're bringing fine. Alana for the DLC. You brought her in mm-hmm. trying to make that be a thing. I understand. It's, but I'm like, being generous to her, you know, obviously like trying to shine some of your light on her. You know, I know it makes a difference. Well, for a long time, I've been trying to toss the ladder back down and help Alana Pierce. You know you're, what I mean? I like she's really a, you're a hero, yeah. She's really a diamond in the rough. People just don't know about her. You know what I mean? I really want to get her name out there and do some. She doesn't want to do it. She she likes being in the shadows. <laughs> she likes being behind the she's curtain. She's very shy. You know? She's very shy. She's I appreciate shy. it, but I really think she's got some. <laughs> like I said, we'll talk all about your games, your career, and Thomas was alone in the post show that you got to come see on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. But for now, let's talk about the fact that the Cuphead DLC is great. God of War is really, 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 really not delayed. And Everybody needs to be nice to Ron Gilbert. We'll cover all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. On patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, of course, you can write in with your questions, comments, concerns. You can get the show ad-free, and you can get it with that post show we do each and every weekday. If that wasn't enough, you'd be able to watch us record the shows live as we record them, just like we'll be doing this afternoon with PSI Love of you when we talk about what's next for metal gear with myself blessing and yong yay from youtube 
However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it is no big deal. Ladies and gentlemen, you can get this show a number of free ways. You can watch us record it live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, it's your job to keep us honest. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday if you wanted to go above and beyond of course give us your twitch prime subscription we'll be talking about all the things you'll be getting with prime gaming in this episode and of course you could use the epic creator code kind of funny when you're purchasing anything on the epic game store like mike's games or when you're over there uh just playing your Fortnites and in your fall guys you can use the epic creator code kind of funny right there and you get us a few bucks there rocket league Man, one of them doesn't work, somebody said once, and I haven't bothered investigating it. Fortnite's the big one. You know what I mean, Mike? People I love the that. V-Bucks. They're over there. Have you They're put a, has, has Fortnite partnered mm-hmm. with you for a Thomas Was Alone skin yet? I'm waiting for the call. Thomas Was Alone has been in Little Big Planet, but not mm-hmm. yet Fortnite. That's the yeah, give me a call. Tim, well, I mean, people often say Little Big Planet, yeah, that's the major leagues. Fortnite's double A ball. Exactly. Like, you know, I'm but I'm willing again, like you with Alana, I'm willing to come down and do what throw I can to help the little guy, you know. Throw a bone once in a while. Housekeeping for you, ladies and gentlemen. Why don't you throw us a bone? It's a fat five over on youtube.com slash kind of funny. Uh the Thor Ragnarok rewatches up on MCU in review, getting us ready for love and thunder. You can go check out some of Nick and I's best work possible. Of course, like I said, youtube.com slash kind of funny and podcast services around the globe under the MCU banner. Uh beyond that, guess what? It's June 30th. You know what that means. Yes, Cuphead DLC, but it is Tim motherfucking Getty's birthday today, ladies and gentlemen. Tim, still 30 under 30 in our hearts. Uh, He is celebrating his birthday the only way he knows how, which is streaming Cuphead with Barrett. Right after this, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Uh, if you watch, or if you're not watching us live, you're listening later, you're driving your car, you're having an iced coffee saying, Mm-mm, I should have put more sweetener in it. Uh, remember, you can get all of our archived streams over on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire and Fargo Brady. Today, we're brought to you by Athletic Greens. We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Seven items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Number one, ladies and gentlemen, Cuphead. The delicious last course is upon you today. Like I said, we're streaming it for Tim's birthday right after this. So him and Barrett are going in blind to play and try to beat each other. However, the reviews are up. Uh, when I gathered it this morning, Mike, Metacritic had it at an 89. That's a high high Metacritic, Mike. Um, it's very high. I'd love to get that with. I was going to uh, say, have any of your games ever gotten any? Have any of your games Yes, a couple have. Shut up. Okay, we'll go to IGN.com first. They gave it a nine. Mitchell Saltzman, right? Cuphead, Cup writes, Cuphead, the delicious last course, is the perfect send-off for a game that embodies the phrase one of a kind. Experienced players will likely muscle their way through the six bosses and optional King of Games mini-bosses in just a handful of hours. But the quality of those hours far outweighs their quantity. That's right. All of the bosses, including the King of Games mini-bosses, are among the best in the whole game. And that's saying a lot when you consider how high the bar was already set. I'm not normally one for dessert, but if you can, but if you dine on Cuphead, you don't want to miss the delicious last course. Uh, GameSpot agreed, gave it a nine as well. Stephen Petit wrote, Cuphead, the delicious last course, is worth the long wait. 
Miss Chalice or Ms. Chalice uh, gives players a brand new way to approach each boss. And each of the new boss fights is an imaginative triumph from both a visual and gameplay perspective. The new parry focused fights add a twist to the Cuphead platforming formula that feels right at home while offering something new to the experience. Even the already great main campaign is improved thanks to Ms. Chalice uh, and a trio of new weapons that shake things up for Cuphead and Mugman. Cuphead the Delicious Last Course adds more than a cherry on top. It changes the recipe to create a game that's more scrumptious than before. And then eight, Game Informer wasn't far off with an 8.75. Marcus Stewart wrote, The Delicious Last Course sends our jolly beverage containers off on a high note. It offers an entertaining final exam of your skills while also freshening up the original adventure by giving players a cool new character to enjoy. It's more Cuphead at the end of the day, but I had a great time revisiting Studio MDHR's wonderful animated universe, testing my metal against its villains, and feeling fist-pumping triumph all over again. Mike, are you rushing in to play Cuphead, the delicious last course today? I am rushing to watch streams of it because I did. I failed to get good. I just, I, I, I couldn't get my. I'm too old, basically. I just, my, my thumbs would not do my bidding. But it is, is beautiful, it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Is it, is it that you're too old, or is it just not your cup of tea for a game? Like, were you ever oh, into nice. the punishing? Like, hey, let's 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 destroy you and like really push you. On I've this? never, yeah, I've never been like for me, yeah, it's never been my genre or like, well platforming obviously and, and action is but like the the yeah the kind of kicking me until i get it like yeah for me it, there always has to be a bit of exploration i'm cool with it with you know like a like yeah like a sekiro or a or a dark souls where it's like you can go and explore different paths you can find different ways you can kind of figure this out in your own way but yeah when it's just like a relentless like hitting a wall i just don't have the patience for it but again a massive admiration for the game it looks oh incredible. my gosh yeah no I, i'm i know if you're into that kind of thing it's it's incredible right like, i'm in the, i'm in the exact same boat as you where i, I look at yeah. cuphead and i watch cuphead and i'm like oh my gosh what a work of art but yeah not the kind of game i am drawn to or whatever i do know mm -hmm. Ms. Chalice is supposed to make it a little bit easier. That's been a big thing here with her okay. addition to the game. So maybe it'll work there. Uh, Barrett, you are maybe. one of the Cupheads. Uh, how, 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 how hyped are you today to be able to finally dig into this game? I mean, it, this reminds me of when the game itself was actually coming out because it's been so long, right? Like the, the mm -hmm. game was originally revealed, I think that was like 2015. And then when did that game finally cut? Was oh, that yeah, the reveal. It, honestly, it was revealed before, before that, then. right? Yeah. I, I, I During Up at Noon, I reached out to Studio MDHR wow. and was like, hey, wow. I just got this YouTube video of your game. Like, I do this <laughs> talk show on IGN. Do you want to come? And they're like, yeah, we're up in the middle of nowhere, Canada. And I was like, oh, I don't have that kind of budget. Good luck to you. <laughs> I was like, I'll never hear from this game again. We eventually had that budget world. because uh, they, they came to the studio at one point. And, uh, well, that I, was I a different thing, though. You know what I mean? When you got when I when IGN notices this game's going to be big, yes. When Greg wants to bring random ass indie developer on up at noon people are like well is there really you know fran was like well will there be a vbh return on this who the fact that you tried is why we love you though the fact that you tried well yeah honestly i didn't try i reached out yeah, yeah. <laughs> you i was like if you're gonna be on our really coast good. i can make it work and i remember that being a thing too i'm like are you ever gonna come to sf they're like no why we will never be like, all right well, bye. Yeah. good luck to you um and, yeah and then it was so exciting when the the actual like game was finally coming out after so many years of of waiting and this feels the same because they announced the dlc years ago like i remember the only e3 that i i went to was when i was still at ign and they were showing off uh the dlc like it was coming out in the next six months or, or whatever and, and now it's been uh four years later and i'm i'm so excited for this so yeah i'm excited to, to actually like play it all i've seen so far is the 
the one boss that y'all got to to kind of preview at a summer, summer game, game. Does, yeah. yeah and so because i've been i've been wanting to go in blind so sure. uh for today so i'm i'm excited to just have more i, I started up a, another playthrough last night just to kind of get like a remembrance of the controls since it's been a little bit of course yeah i'm i'm super excited i i love that it's reviewing so well um i think it's like because of how well that game reviewed and it's just like I feel like when it comes to DLC, it's always harder for the the DLC to live up to like what the original like piece of media did, right? Um, and seeing everybody else uh, and people that I trust uh, review it uh, so highly, um, I'm I'm so excited! I can't wait for you know. Let's get the show over. Let's, let's just play some Cuphead right now, <laughs> Mike. As a developer, yep. and you've a, a developer I... who's made DLC before, like. How do you approach adding to a game or wanting to move on to the next thing? And then also, yeah, like Barrett's talking about, try to live up to the hype of what the original project was. It's challenging because, and to be honest, I, I've generally infuriated my business partner by usually wanting to move on immediately. Like, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to make a game. And when you finish it, like, the urge to, like, go on and do something completely different is it's very strong. Um, when we have done it, it's been cool because it gives you an opportunity to go and maybe try those things that didn't quite make it in. There's a, often dev, developers, when they're making a game, it becomes a refrain, especially towards like the second half of a project of like, oh, this is for the sequel. We'll do this in the next game. We'll do this in the DLC. Sure. Like It becomes this kind of big bucket that you're throwing all the cool ideas into. And it can be very cathartic to then just kind of, if you have a game that hits, that's got an audience and you kind of justify it to go back and pull out all those cool ideas from the bucket. And also then as well, you've got the benefit of hindsight because you can see how the audience is reacting. You can go, oh, people love that sure. thing that we didn't realize was the thing. Uh, and you can kind of dig in and build on that. And developers love that. We Ultimately, all of us got into this so we could make stuff to entertain people. So people are always just, yeah, we're just always really happy to take the opportunities like, yeah, build on that stuff. You talk about, you know, being... Uh, the usual refrain from a developer, right? Being re finishing a project and ready to move on to the next thing. Mm. Is that something you think my side and not the, not the games press, the games, uh, game players, the players, gamers. that's what they call it, yes. right? Gamers. Players. Is that something we don't understand? Cause I do think there's always that thing where, you know, we get the game and usually, right. Mm. Depending on how long it is, you beat it over a weekend or a week. And then you're immediately like, what about the sequel? And like, I think we see that push and pull all the time with people leaving studios. You're like, Oh my God, why would you leave that studio? You're making X, Y, and Z, mm. but they've been making that for five years. Do they want to commit another five years to going on to the sequel? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, obviously like I, I, I do it. I, I've done it my whole life and I'll, I plan to do it for the rest of my life. Like it's definitely an awesome job making games, but it is a job, right? Yeah. And like any job, you know, you hit a point, maybe you've been, you know, if you were doing a job where you worked on the same thing or in the same place for a few years, you, you might get bored and want to move on, even if it was the coolest thing in the world. Um, so like, yeah, like you say, there's a, there's a disjoint there between game as a job for the people making it. And then the game as the, you know, the thing that the audience enjoys. Yeah. Um, but it, it, there are different people. There are people who've been working. I mean, we're going to come back to Ron Gilbert later, right? There are people yeah. who've been working on the same game forever because they love and are proud of it and they, they're happy with the audience. They like to make stuff. But there's also, yeah, like at the end of a project, sometimes you just want to move on. And, and I definitely, I'm more, um, I get excited about new ideas. So I'm often kind of being being pulled in lots of directions by ideas, but it's also fun to go back. We did it with um, Subsurface and Quarantine Circular, where we kind of went in and iterated on the same idea, which can also be really rewarding. For sure. Uh, Mikey O is keeping us honest that you're wrong, saying Cuphead's first teaser trailer hit YouTube on October 25th, 2013, with a card uh, in the video saying coming 2014. 
wow. which didn't exactly pan out that way. But that was <laughs> it. And like I said, yeah, the video I saw was uh, something a fan submitted uh, from YouTube. I think maybe they saw it at a trade show or somewhere else, but who knows? But speaking to developers, their audience and talking to them, let's move on to story number two on the Roper Report. God of drama. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, we have gone back and forth all over this place and uh, keep coming up with will God of War Ragnarok come out this year. Uh, there was a whole hullabaloo this week on the internet where there was a rumor started that we're going to get the release date today, Thursday, June 30th. Then people started saying you weren't going to get it. Then people started getting involved and there's been more action overnight or uh, in the last 24 hours. Uh, we'll start hmm. with Jason uh, Schreier, of course, at Bloomberg, who writes or tweeted on the God of War Ragnarok rumors. As of very recently, there was indeed a release date announcement planned for Thursday, June 30th, per People Familiar. Recent tweets from Corey Barlog suggest that is no longer happening. Still, as far as I know, the game has not been delayed again. What Jason, of course, is referring to is I was saying this hullabaloo is going on. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Corey Barlog took to Twitter and wrote the following. Dear all, if it were up to me, I would share all the information when I know about it. But it is not up to me. So please be patient. I promise things will be shared at the earliest possible moment they can be. We make games for you. We we get to make games because of you. And tweet. Uh, of course, this set off a firestorm of very entitled people <laughs> being like, ah, <laughs> no, give me my toys and my candy now. Uh, including mm. the gamer 1988 who tweeted at Corey, why won't you just go on and tell us <laughs> that Ragnarok is delayed so that we can move on and plan the rest of the year? Seriously, this is getting frustrating. There was no punctuation in any of that, of course. To which Corey responded, because it is, because it's not. So indicating, of course, God of War is not getting delayed. They are, of course, we know it's supposed to be this year, 2020, but they are not ready to confirm a release date. Mike, hmm. from the outside, sipping your iced coffee over there, how yeah. do you feel about any of this? Like, well, I mean, do you see this going on? You're just like, oh god. I, I, I can, I can see where the frustration comes from. The thing that I think people forget in these moments is, in, is, no one in the world cares more about Ragnarok coming out and being good than Corey and his team. <laughs> like they are doing everything they can. They're fixated on this. As much as you care about when this game comes out, I promise you, you don't care as much about that as the people who are working on it and the people around sure. Um So I, I always feel bad because it's, I, I've been lucky. I've not been kind of at the center because our games aren't as popular as, uh, as God of War. Um, but like it is... It, it, yeah, it's always weird looking in from the outside as another developer and just going this at a moment of probably like, you know, it's it's stressful, the, the, the end of a project or getting towards the finish line on a project to then have this on top of that is, I feel for them in that situation, it sucks. But yeah, I uh, it'll be done when it's done, I assume is the answer that, that Corey would tweet if he could. Um, but yeah. And that's the thing that you, know, fig you figure... Obviously, the pivot here during COVID and everything else and every other game making games has never been easy, obviously. But the pivot mm -hmm. there and then figuring out work lines and timelines and you imagine, yeah, they're probably down to they still seem incredibly confident in 2023 or 2022. Mm -hmm. Sorry. So you figure then they have to be sitting there going like, well, is it going to be October or whatever? Or and if it didn't make that date, it would be November or whatever. Or then it's going to be December. Like, you know, obviously every date on the calendar, but there's got to be these like different milestones they're trying to hit to figure out when it really will oh, be. Yeah. When they know it, they'll, yeah, they'll know be it. they'll be they'll be working their way through the milestones. But the 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 reality as well is is the way the audience reacts um, to not knowing something is 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 can be tough. But the way the audience reacts to something uh, changing is much much worse. So there's probably lots of conversations going on with any, with any game, but with this game in particular, of like they don't want to say something 
that then they have to pull back from if they're not sure of something, sure. if something's not going to lie. And that's not always that the game's delayed. That could be as simple as there are other things happening at Sony and other games coming out and they're kind of aligning things and they, they something might want to shift a few weeks back and forth. Um, there's always so much going on and, and, and generally as well, when I've when I've when I've had I don't have any knowledge of this situation, but when I've had knowledge of these situations before, it's always something more mundane than the audience thinks it is. It's always just like, oh, we can't announce on this date because it's a public holiday in this yep. country, and therefore that would cause this. And it's always really boring. It's very rarely like a conspiracy about trying to cover something up. It's usually just something in another really territory to announce yeah. and release a game internationally, right? Like it's just a lot of moving parts. Um, and a lot of people trying to move those parts around. So yeah, it's um, it's I, I get the interest. I I feel for the people at the center of these storms whenever it happens. And the thing I think is so hard to ever explain or communicate. And I obviously Corey's been doing this a long time, but sure. to anybody who's in that storm, like you're talking about it, right? It's the whole crux of the issue that. Once they announce the release date, and again, they hit it or whatever, like no one will ever think about this again. We are never going to sit here and have a real conversation about like, oh, remember how long it took to get God of War Ragnarok's release date? What was Mm. that thing's problem? Yeah, because Greg, I got to plan the rest of my year, Greg, over around this 20 hour game, Greg. I've got (laughs) got six months left of this year and I got to plan all around 20 hours, Greg. I feel, I I feel, gamer, this, Greg. (laughs) The gamer 1988, if you're out there, I feel for you, brother. How are you going to plan the rest of your year? When are you going to take your vacations? When are you going to see your family i get it that uh, we've all been there i mean that that guy's 33 years old so you know he's got responsibilities i'm assuming for with an 88 tag so you know lots of life around to organize i suppose but yeah it's uh i get it i get why it's good that's the that's the issue as well as a developer is always like it's really flattering that people care like you're yeah. obviously the thing we make we want people to be engaged we want people to be excited we want hype so it is always this balancing act of like I don't begrudge people being excited, but yeah, there's 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 a point where it's like, you know, you don't need to be sending stuff to the individuals trying to get the work done. And that's the hardest part about it, right? It's, you know, a broken record here, kind of funny, but the fact that the negativity is what motivates people to tweet, to reach out. It's people mm-hmm. love your game and play your game and they put your game down and like they tell their friend maybe over coffee they loved it and they move on with their life. Whereas when they're yeah. mad, when the gamer 1988 can't fucking figure out when he's taking vacation <laughs> to play God of War Ragnarok, that's when he's going to go to Corey and be like, you're lying to us. And I've only, I was, this is not related to this, but it's so fresh in my mind. I have no idea. The last, oh, with all the airline stuff that's happening and how hard, you know, it's so, so hard to get yeah. uh, flight attendants right now. And like there's flights getting canceled. I was chuckling to myself the other night, remembering an IG and work trip coming back from LA. And it was the normal thing where it's like, we're the last flight out. But the mm-hmm. crew's late, and if the crew doesn't get there, like they're gonna have to cancel, you know, blah, blah blah. And it was that thing where they kept giving the updates of where the crew was, and they kept figuring, like, pushing it around and doing stuff. And at one point, the guy got on there on his like seventh announcement. And everybody's really afraid, and this old mm-hmm. man got up in the middle and just goes, "You're lying to us!" And it was the first <laughs> time I've ever seen a Twitter thread a in real life. And the guy's like, "I'm not lying to you, sir. I'm not oh, lying to you." There's that not. sounds like but a they clerk got there story. We, <laughs> they they, they, they got there, and we, dust. you know, that's how it works. But. Aww. Speaking of being real jackasses on the internet and horrible to people who you love, uh, number three on the Roper Report, Ron Gilbert won't post any more mm. about Return to Monkey Island. This is Andy Robinson over at VGC. 
Ron Gilbert has said he will no longer post about return to Monkey Island online due to what he called, quote, personal attack comments. The developer has received criticism from some fans over the art style change between the classic Monkey Island titles and the upcoming sequel, criticism which he has previously called sad. On Thursday, Gilbert claimed on his personal blog that the negativity was becoming too much for him and that he would be shutting down the comments and no longer sharing about the game. At the time of publishing, mm -hmm. the site was offline. Quote, I'm shutting down comments. People are just being mean and I'm, I'm having to delete personal attack comments, he wrote. It's an amazing game and everyone on the team is very proud of it. Play it or don't play it, but don't ruin it for everyone else. I won't be posting any more about the game. The joy of sharing has been driven from me. Boo. Boo. Yeah. Are you kidding me right now? Ron Gilbert, awesome. Such a lovely man, made so many games people love, and is also making you like making not the least controversial, but the least controversial games. <laughs> He's making Monkey yeah. Island. You know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about? Why are we chasing him to this thing? And then to look into it, right, where he's talking about the art style, the VGC article goes on to say, of course, Rex Crowley, uh, Crowley, uh, the artist and designer behind Little Big Planet, Tearaway, and Knights and Bikes previously confirmed on Twitter that he's leading uh, the art for Return to Monkey Island. Mm -hmm. Gilbert has has praised Rex effusively on his blog in the past. We fucking love Rex at Kind of Funny. We were huge. Yep. He came by and demoed Knights and Bikes. We love Rex. Everybody knows that. And his art's great. This looks great. Like, shut up. <laughs> god damn it why can't people like and that's the thing is like you we talk about the toxic gamer culture and it's always so mm. easy to lob it at call of duty lob it at halo lob it at whatever first person shoot the return to monkey islands audience is being dicks about the art style of come on come on what are we doing right now let people create what they want to create everybody yeah. should be thrilled they should be thrilled they're getting a return to monkey island yeah, and this and, is one of those things you never a, thought you'd get again. And wasn't it a thing where like uh, Ron was it? It was like literally years, and I, f I forget the exact story of like uh, whether like he had the rights or not. But like this has been years and years and years in development, and yeah, to have like to be and I I, I it's just so fucking sad because I understand that there's probably so much fear the longer you wait to like come back to something of like not even just like uh, uh, this kind of reaction I, I feel like was maybe last on their mind, maybe not last, but like more of just mm -hmm. like, will people care about this project? Like, do people actually want mm -hmm. this? Like we hear people mm -hmm. say they want this, but like, will that actually, will we see that return? Will they show, and up? Then, will they show yeah. up? And then like to see them show up, but to show up angry over an art style that looks sick as hell. Like what you want them to like remake <laughs> the, the art style from the, what, what did monkey Island launch on Greg? It was back in like Ooh. PC I mean, days PC, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, like what you want them to go back to exactly that where it's gonna, you know, look blurry and stuff like that. Like, no, let them get creative and like really cool creative art styles too. Like it, it makes so much sense when I, I didn't realize who the uh exact like um artistic director was, but when you listed off all those games, I was like, Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I see that in this game and it looks dope as hell as a you know a very small fan of Monkey Island. I, I vaguely remember playing them as a kid. Yeah, that's time, like Grim Fandango and stuff like that. Well, compared to your height, Greg, um, it's man, this just bums me out. Uh, I'm still reading on VGC. Uh, Monkey Island is a series of adventure games. The first two installments were released in 1990 and 1991. Find the misadventures of Guybrush Threepwood uh, as he struggles to become the most notorious pirate in the Caribbean. Don't be mean to people, Mike. You especially. I'm terrible. I'm awful on the inside. I'm a very cruel person. 
Um, no, it's 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 a shame. I don't know. I I, I I've not seen the the criticisms, but my understanding is that they went beyond just like we're disappointed with this choice. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Cruel stuff. So that sucks. Obviously, it's also worth. You're allowed to have opinions and criticism, yada yada yada. It's of when, the, yeah, like, yeah. as as Ron's talking about, uh, people are being mean, <laughs> and I'm having just yeah, like personal attack comments. Exactly, and that's that's uncalled for. Like again, these are just people. Like these are just people. Like like the developers of the games you love are not like gods who need to be pulled down from their pedestals necessarily. They're just blokes and women who are making cool stuff and just need to be. Uh, you just need to treat them with basic human respect. The other thing, unfortunately, as well, is anyone who and you know you're going to know this more than me, Greg. Actually, you, you're you're you have a much more healthy ego than I do, so I imagine maybe it's not so much of an issue for you. But the um the like the way that you outweigh negative feedback to positive when I, you're being blasted on the internet, like it's very easy. Like you you can have ten people say something nice to you, one person says something cruel, and that's the one you'll remember, yeah? Of course. And at scale, especially with someone like Gilbert, who's making something that lots of people are excited about, just by definition, he's going to get a lot of awful stuff, and it does it does weigh heavy. So yeah, I, again, feel very sympathetic to that. That sucks. Yeah, uh, 100%. Someone in the chat pointed out, Big Boss Terra says, someone le- legit said Ron's art choice was leftist. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> Use a lot of the color red. Use a lot You're of the using color Using a lot red, of colors yeah. and, uh, you know, stylized uh, line work. It's very leftist in my opinion. Leftist. And that just tells me, you know, you know, Greg, is that, you know, these fans who are upset are just a bunch of old fucks. You know what I'm saying? That's some bad news Boomers. for pirates in general as well. <laughs> you don't like uh, leftist views. Um, yeah. <laughs> We haven't done a we haven't done a hashtag PS we love you XOXO in a long time, ladies and gentlemen. But we're doing it right now. Everybody go to twitter.com, grumpy gamer. That's where you can find Ron Gilbert. Send That's him some sweet, love. nasty love. Tell him you you love the what the game looks like. Tell him you're excited for it. Just tell him, you know what? He's uh, Ron Gilbert, of course, just an interesting individual. Uh, years and years and years and years ago, when he came by up at noon, we were talking about shows he was watching at the time. We're like, oh my God, blah, blah. And he was in a turn. And I was like, hey, well, he's like, I just watched this episode. I'm like, oh man, you're going to go home and like finish the rest of them tonight. And he's like, no, no, no. What I do is I make a little TV schedule and I put it on the, the refrigerator. That's so awesome. even though he can watch as much as he wants of whatever That's show, small. he makes a thing where it's like tonight at, you know, tonight I watch at seven o'clock, like whatever, Stranger Things, if it would have been that. If, mm-hmm. And then he, but he keeps it doing. He has the one, and then he stops, and the next week he comes back. Like he has his own little network, and I thought that was so cool. I remember it, however many years later. That's sick. that's fun. It is fun. Number four on the Roper Report: More bad news for video game developers. Uh, layoffs <laughs> stuck, and they're happening all the time. Uh, we have two from you. Both are from Kotaku. We'll start with Zach's report on Niantic. Uh, the San Francisco-based publisher cut eighty-five to ninety jobs and canceled four in-development games, including a Transformers spinoff announced last year called Heavy Metal, according to a Bloomberg report published today. Bloomberg further reported that an email was sent from uh, the CEO John Hank uh, or Hanky uh, to staff that said the company was quote facing t- facing a time of economic turmoil and uh, that after previous attempts to cut costs Niantic still needed to further streamline our operations in order to best position the company to weather any economic storms that may lie ahead end quote Meanwhile, Unity also had layoffs. Still, Kotaku Ari reports Unity has a statement now confirming the layoffs and also confirming they're affecting uh, 4% of its workforce or slightly more than 200 people going off the latest employee count from last year's SEC 10K form. Boo again. What a what a day for boo Ooh. news, Mike. You brought me on on a really happy day. Cheers, Greg. A lot of, I mean, Cheers, hey. Greg. 
you 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 wanted to come on. You said, "Let me come on and talk about Thomas was alone." I said, "We'll get to it eventually." Yeah, I was like, no, "What could go it's, wrong it's, on a ten year anniversary?" Yeah, what could go wrong? It's Thursday. Like, what what bad news could happen on Thursday? Yeah, no, it sucks. It's it really sucks. Games industry's kind of hiring and firing loop is is way too much like a roller coaster. A lot of time, it sucks. Have you seen? And I know, obviously, you're your own company, and you have, you, you, you know yeah. you've gone from being Thomas was alone to being a company that employs people and does all these different things. And yet, yeah. yet, Biffle Games is a, is is a full blown company now. But in yeah, general, that's our tagline you, underneath is Biffle Games, a full blown company. <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> to you. That's great. Uh, but when you look out, and especially over your ten years, have you seen it get better? I feel like when uh, 10 years ago at IGN, when I, I, we'd be doing news, and I honestly go back even further, like 2008, <laughs> 9, whatever, it seemed like it would be that thing of like, oh, they're ramping up to get the game ready, the game's ready, they lay off all the contractors and bring the team back down and up and down and up and down. It seems like we don't hear as much about that. And I know, ladies and gentlemen, we hear a lot about layoffs. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just saying it doesn't seem to be as as cyclical as it used to be. But clearly it's happening, and I also think part of this is the recession coming to America right now and all that other stuff. Do you think it's better or in in general for game dev, devs right now than it was 10 years ago? I think it's better. I think it's better. I think a lot of it is down. I'll give I'll give the audience credit for that because I think I think we have I think well, I think outlets like your own and and others and I think the audience and the the communities that have sprung up from those have kind of started to emphasize compassion and actually giving a shit about the people who make games. Mm. And I think that that does have an impact like, you know, it's you know it, it, companies and the people who own them 100% pay attention to what the general audience's reaction is to news events and what the stories are and if they see that the audience do not like the fact that you know when a triple a game comes out most of the workforce is immediately fired then that does make a difference and it doesn't make a difference to every company it doesn't make a difference every time <laughs> but cumulatively brick by brick the audience you know caring about us has an impact and 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 vocalizing that care and you know talking about it and and sharing that information that matters and i think a large part of that is both from the audience but also yeah from the from the press and coverage side like people basically kind of not just regurgitating press releases people actually looking at how staff are treated and, and how working conditions can be improved this we the audience is as informed as the information they receive and I think the audience is more informed now than when I started my career. So yeah, I think it's it's improving, but yeah, it's not over as you say. So. Obviously, but it'll it's 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 it seems to be getting better. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see, obviously, with the recession, how that'll go and what it'll actually net yeah. out for for uh, you know an industry that's been booming and that obviously you, uh, boomed during the pandemic, right? We saw so many more players come in, so many you know, record sales for so many different things. We'll yeah. see how that nets out now as we go further. But obviously, uh, thoughts to everybody at Niantic and Unity who have lost their jobs and hopefully can mm -hmm. land somewhere great. Uh, speaking of money, ladies and gentlemen, did you know that Kind of Funny needs it to make things happen, like the mics and the hosts and the things? You know that studio we've been working on for two and a half years? Woo hee! Let me tell you, that ain't cheap. That ain't cheap. That's why you should go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Of course, you get a bevy of benefits, like getting the show ad-free, getting the post show we're going to do with Mike, getting to watch us do P.S. I Love You, the Young Yay later today. But of course, you get the show me and Barrett just did uh, an exclusive Q and A podcast over there. You can get for a dollar. That's super exciting. The Next Gen podcast just recorded. That's exclusive to Patreon. We're really trying. So you should go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and kick us a few bucks if you think we're doing a good job. Uh, again, it would do a whole bunch of different stuff like get you this show without ads. But guess what, Jack? You're not listening over there right now. So here's a word from our sponsor. 
This podcast is brought to you by something Tim literally uses every day, AG1. Tim's birthday is June 30th, and he decided to give himself the gift of taking care of his body with AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things! Tim mixes AG1 with his water, loves the taste and says he's feeling better than ever. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kindoffun. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Number five on the road. Well, first off in the chat, Lotus Chief says, Greg said that like kind of funny is in trouble. Is everything all right in kind of funny? Like, yes, everything's fine. I'm just letting you know. Studio's really expensive, all right? Things cost, just things, cost things. I'm just saying, like, you, you can, you, you've been having fun with the content. You haven't contributed to Patreon in a couple years. I'm not cheap. A couple bucks. What's the big deal? I'm not cheap. Yeah, you think Mike's here out of his own goodwill to promote Thomas was alone's 10th anniversary and all the sales is on right now? Are you kidding never, me? Never. <laughs> Last Glass Gaming says, lots of kind of funny loans. Lots of loan sharks. All right, number five on the Grove <laughs> Report. Would you watch a Persona TV show? Matt came at IGN reports, Sega is looking to expand further into film and TV by exploring potential live action adaptations for games developed by Atlas. In an exclusive reveal to IGN, Sega says that expanding storytelling forums... Yeah, that's right. And a new and important is a new and important part of Sega's overall business strategy. This is why Sega is opening up Atlas's critically acclaimed library of games, which includes series like Shimagami Tensei, Persona, and Catherine, to potential live-action film and TV adaptations. Quote, Atlas's worlds are filled with high drama, cutting-edge style, and compelling characters, said Toru. Nakahara, uh, Nakahara uh, Sega's lead producer on the live-action Sonic the Hedgehog movies and Sonic Prime TV s- series. Uh, st- quote, stories like those from the Persona franchise really resonate with our fans, and we see an opportunity to expand the lore like no one has seen or played before. Nakahara, who is also Sega's head of entertainment productions for film and TV, adds, together Sega and Atlas are working to bring these stories and worlds to life through new mediums and for new audiences, end quote. Sega didn't confirm which production companies it's interested in working with, other than to say that it is currently exploring live-action film and TV projects with a var- various studios and product producers. I got there in the end. I fell apart. Uh, this is extremely exciting to me because I think Catherine's story is really weird and cool. As it, if you want to go back and play it, problematic in certain points, obviously, because it's dated and uh, you know life's moved on in a very good way, even though we keep trying to set it back with this fucking Supreme Court, but I digress right now. Uh, right now. Uh, and then, of course, Persona, <laughs> the stories are so awesome, but I think for so many people, and even with five for me, right, do I want to put that many hours in? Do I want to do a turn-based thing? Yada, yada, yada. Getting that into a live action or a new medium could be super exciting. And, and, and Bithel, you're not a big Persona guy, right? But would you be down to watch a Persona movie or a TV show? Hell yes. Hell yes. Like, yeah, no, it's, uh, I love it. I love that. Uh, yeah, that opportunity to take those stories broader. I know we're <laughs> weirdly this came up on the next episode of our popular podcast, um, where Troy was talking about um, uh, about the Last of Us show and about how it is just this opportunity to kind of tell this story to an audience who will never 
sure. ever pick up a PS4 controller. And that's 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 the thing. That's the value of this. I see is is games have stories that are world class. That are it used to be games had good stories for games. Now games have good stories, and and there is an audience out there who will love this stuff. Uh, who yeah, who are not going to come to us, so we should go to them. It's great. Yeah, really cool. Now, of course, what we think about this doesn't matter. Barrett Courtney, Persona Five super fan. Are you excited? Nervous? Does this do nothing for you? Where are you at? This does nothing for me uh i think and that's because persona has been adapted into like anime before like i I haven't watched the persona 4 anime but like i've seen highlights of like just how goofy and weird it is uh you know i've I've tried out the the persona 5 anime it doesn't really add anything new um i think i would be more interested in this if it was something like um not like a one-to-one adaptation, but if they try to tell like an original story like in the Persona universe, like I think that would be cool and interesting because there's so much to explore there. Um, sure. And I think that would like, again, like open it up to new audiences, like introduce them to this uh, new world for people who may never pick up a controller, but maybe for people who are like, oh, this is really cool. This is essentially just like uh, like adult Digimon in a way because it's just these kids who get sucked into the world, get partnered with monsters to fight other monsters and then have to fight God later. Um, like that's pretty much plot wise what it is and um persona stands out in the the gaming sphere because of you know the the themes <clears throat> the themes that are written about and uh, specific specific things like that um and also like just how special especially like five's gameplay is uh with how um even though it's a turn-based uh or rpg it doesn't feel turn-based because of just how well it it, it flows uh between turns and stuff like that does that all really transfer to another medium? That's where, like, I have a little bit of my doubts. But I, I, I'm not, like, anti-Persona, uh, you know, movie or uh, live-action sure. show. But I, it does, personally, right now, nothing for me. Just because it has been attempted, at least in the anime sphere. And it, you know, really hasn't, you know, made any waves in that angle. So, yeah. What I, I think is interesting is, like, not interesting and why this doesn't really move the needle is this is such a nebulous thing. You know what I mean? Like, if you're out there right now, ladies and gentlemen, Kind of Funny is happy to announce that it is down to let the Kind of Funny, the animated series, become a movie. So if anybody wants to come (laughs) talk to us about making a movie about Just that intro from the Jurassic Park retrospective on a loop. (laughs) You name it. it, We don't have the rights to Small Watto, but I'll keep trying to get them. You want to do that? You you want to keep it at real scale as a movie? We are excited to work with any producer or production company that would want to do it, right? That's what this kind of reads like. I'm just like, cool, we're (laughs) here's the flair we're ready to talk but i'm with you barrett of like i wouldn't want it to be a shot for shot or even a super oh we have to be super authentic to persona 5 right i just think the phantom thieves are such a cool idea and such a cool idea for a bunch of high schoolers that yeah i would say if in this is me obviously being a western person but i would be like you know you move that to america it is that they are you know that somebody's trying to take over the school and take over the town the small town they all live in or whatever like that i think you could do stuff with that and make it really fun but yeah i wouldn't be like it has to be accurate to this and you have to go after this very specific art guy who's stealing all the paintings and and shit like that and it's one of those things it reminds me like if you're gonna do it like definitely try to and this is why i don't want it to be like straight up adaptive but like tell your own story find your own almost like writing style and vibe for it. And I, uh, and I say that specifically because of the history of anime uh, to live action adaptations where there are certain like 
humor uh, beats that are like well balanced with very serious moments and things like uh, One Piece and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and stuff like that that have been attempted to uh, be turned live action that just like don't work, I think. And that that's where I get a little concerned uh, again as well uh, if you're trying to do a straight up adaptation because, you know, outside of the RPG stuff, right? Persona is literally like it's it's an anime um, outside of like the actual gameplay stuff. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll find out more about it and looking at my watch here, 10 years. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. Maybe, yeah, what will happen <laughs> is you'll hear that somebody's optioned it and then we'll see if it actually goes anywhere from there. Exactly. Well, we'll wait and see. Uh, speaking of things getting remade, number six, they're remaking the remake of 13. This is Luke Plunkett over at Kotaku. Uh, in 2003, a shooter called 13 was released. Based <clears> on a series of Belgian graphic novels, it tried something unique for the time by emulating the comic's cel-shaded look. And while it wasn't the greatest shooter ever made, it was still incredibly cool, quickly earning itself cult status. Then, 17 years later, everything went to hell. A remake of the game was released, and it quickly became one of the worst examples of this kind of business. Uh, it was so bad, in fact, that everyone involved ended up issuing an apology, saying, quote, 13 does not meet our quality standards, and that the pandemic has impacted the game's production on many levels. Now, this would normally be the point where everyone involved eats shit, the game goes away, and we all get on with our lives, especially since the original game is still available for pocket change. But publishers... Microids, microids, uh, uh, just will not let this go. And so, 18 months after the remake's nightmare release, they've announced that they're basically going to try it one more time. Only this time with new developers who have spent a year reworking the 2020 release into something more acceptable. Original studio Play Magic are gone, replaced by French studio Tower 5. And in a statement released on the game Steam page, uh, Microids uh, says, emphasis mine, uh, to achieve the quality standards, and other uh, and offer an optimal gaming experience, Microids uh, decided to entrust the development of 13 Remake to the French studio Tower 5. Uh, <laughs> hard at work for more than a year on this major update, this update will be released on September 13th. On that date, owners of the game will receive a free update and enjoy the game as intended. The development studio reworked the entire game from the art direction to the AI and added numerous technical improvements. Specifically, some of those numerous improvements include, via an image they put out the statement, a reworked HUD and revamped sound design. This is Luke at Kotaku, of course. I cannot think of another time this has happened, especially in this time frame. So it'll be interesting to check this game out in September to see how far it's come. Mike, what do you think? I think so much. I think so much. <laughs> um, that's a lot. That's like, there are just so, I would watch, forget Persona, I want to watch the documentary about the making of this game. Like, that's yeah. fascinating to me. Like, just the, there's like, there's, because you've got there, basically, you've got the original developers of the game, then you've got the intermediary one who did the first version of this, and now you've got the new studio. I get worried if I have to get like, two programmers to work in the same part of the game the idea that you would basically yeah. kind of basically restart this process three times with three different studios is mind-bogglingly complex like the the project pro, the project manager on that game needs to be paid double whatever they're being paid because the amount of moving parts like tied to that is is fascinating but yeah, yeah I, I think it is unprecedented i've not heard especially as they say like with that much speed uh, yeah. that's, that's really quick to turn that around. So the idea is this would basically be a second remake that would be released as like an update, basically. Yeah. That you basically, get it, they're fixing the game. The game. They're gonna, if you own it, you download this update and it would be this new version of the game. But the fact that they're going into the AI and art, like AI 
going in post-release and messing with your AI is like that's what that alone is like. Oh, that's that's a lot of red flags in terms of production process. Good luck to them. I hope they pull it off. And, and that's and my thing is turn around. I yeah. hope they nail it because I mean, again, and I, I'm, it's probably microids is <laughs> how I'm supposed to say it. Micro, I'm sure microids is like, well, our name is fucked. You know what I mean? Like they we're attached to this thing that did not, that is a huge embarrassment that made headlines and people know about. Like we have to try to, we have to try, we have to try to make, make, uh, you know, good by gamers by going out and be like, you know what we've done this. And but yeah, the time frame and the flip on this 18 months after this, they're going to come out and do this. And it's like, I wish him the best because I was excited. I remember I had played 13 back in the day and I enjoyed 13. I loved it for what as a it kid, was. yeah. And so that's the thing is like when they got announced, I was like, oh, you know what? I kicked the tires on that. And then it was like, this thing's terrible. Like, you know what? I'm, I got, I'm not going to do that. Wilder gambits have, work, have worked out. Like, I best luck to the team. Like, genuinely, that if they can pull it off, that's an amazing turnaround. We'll see. We will see. September is right around the corner, believe it or not. Start getting ready to go back to school, kids. Uh, number seven <laughs> and final on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, sea of Stars has been delayed. by This is Sabotage Studios' the next one. Sea of Stars has been delayed. Uh, as we are closing in on a very big milestone, the road to launch becomes clear, and we find ourselves here with a large body of text and our logos at the bottom. <laughs> Keeping in mind our two main priorities, quality of life and our team – Quality of life for our team and quality of the finished game. We can now confirm that Sea of Stars will be released in 2023. We understand waiting is a big ask and want to sincerely thank our community for the overwhelming support and positive vibes. In the meantime, we are looking at options to get a playable slice out to everyone this year. Of course, Sabotage uh, made uh, headlines and really made a name for themselves with The Messenger. Uh, then they announced this yeah, uh, RPG, a throwback, if you will, even, you know what I mean, calling up a lot of nostalgia for it. And it's been on a lot of people's must playlist for this year, but now falling to 2023. And again, Mike, as we said throughout this episode, good. Take care of yourselves. Don't cry, don't yeah. di- don't die from this game. Yeah. No. Basically, I the I hope that's yeah. I hope they're using that to, and I'm sure they are using that to to get some more time and some more space and some quality of life. That's again, like that's another symptom of what I'm talking about about the audience holding us accountable as an industry is is that companies are actively talking about that now it's impossible to imagine like 10 years ago a press release where people said we're going to take longer on this game because it'll make our team count more healthy that's wild that has that's the bar moving and that's awesome um the uh, yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed they get there and and that everyone's doing okay 100 percent, mike i can't wait to see how good sea of stars stars will be but mm-hmm. 2023 is so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? I think if it was me, I'd go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah! Out today, the Xbox app and Stadia and all those things are now available on the 2022 Samsung Smart TVs. Remember, that was a big deal that they were going to have the Xbox app on a TV natively. And you might say, well, 2022 Samsung TV, I'm not buying a new TV. That sucks. Uh, Blessing (laughs) put it into random. (laughs) A tweet from Samsung Gaming that says, we will share details about the rollout to earlier models, 2021, etc. at a later date. Stay tuned. Blessing, that's a KFGD thing, not a random thing. 
I mean, I don't know how I put it there, but you know, blessing when he gets excited about his TV, he just he doesn't yeah. know what he's gonna do with the information. He just yeah, shouts it out. True. That's true. I've definitely heard he just opens his window and yells it at Michael Hyam a lot. Uh out today. Uh, Outriders, World Slayer is out on everything. If you well, not a switch, obviously, but if it's Outriders, you can get the DLC now. Uh remember, we're streaming that tomorrow. Uh it'll be a lot of fun in a sponsor stream. So come hang out with us and watch us play that. Uh Hourglass is out on uh, everything except Switch. No, everything, everything. Uh Lumberjack Simulator is on PC and Xbox. Uh Cuphead, the delicious last course, is on everything. Uh, Rabbit's Party of Legends is on PlayStation 4, Switch, Xbox One. Aloloth, uh, uh, Champions of the Four Kingdoms is on PC Early Access. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is out. Uh, of Bird and Cage is on PS4. Ghost Runner, the complete edition, is on consoles and PC today. Uh, GTA Online announces there are plenty of ways to celebrate Independence Day in GTA Online this week as players can take advantage of heavily discounted celebratory gear, add the patriotic Western Sovereign motorcycle to their collection, free of charge, go skydiving with a free U.S. shoot bag and more. Uh, the free uh, Bloody Summer in-game event is kicking off in Dying Light 2 Stay Human today, uh, giving uh, Villador's survivors a chance to earn powerful weapons and loot for turning up the in-game carnage. New dates for you. Stranger of Paradise Final, Fa- Final Fantasy Origins DLC expansion is launching on July 20th. Descenders is launching on mobile August 4th. Disco Elysium. Oh, damn it. This is out today, isn't it? I screwed it up. Sorry, everybody. Uh, today, Disco Elysium received an update for PC, which introduces three new fonts and makes the world of uh, Revacle uh, more accessible to those with common symptoms of dyslexia. Back to things that are coming up soon. Autonauts versus Pirate Bots is launching on July 28th. That's a great name. That's a great uh, name. Serious fun football goes into early access on July 14th, 2022. 1920s inspired point and click Lord Winklebottom investigates, comes to Steam and consoles on July 28th. Another great name. Loud, a wholesome rhythm arcade story, uh, is coming out on Switch July 15th, 2022. And the launch on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox will follow at later dates. And then Stellaris, a uh, console edition, is adding Aquatics Species Pack on August 25th. Whew deals of the day for you uh this is everywhere but i'm quoting mario 64 uh july free july's free prime gaming titles have been revealed it's maniac mansion uh sue's rain fishing north atlantic and fell seal arbiters mark of course there's a bunch of other stuff you can get from prime gaming uh as they keep doing the stuff that luna's got new channels and stuff there for you ea plays involved with all of it so you should go investigate it and when you do that especially you person driving with your iced coffee right now listening to this later remember if you have amazon prime you have prime gaming which gives you all the free games but more important for us gives you a free twitch subscription to the channel of your choice it does not auto renew it expires every 30 days and we would love it even if you don't use twitch you logged in with your twitch account connected your amazon prime and then said hey i'll give it to kind of funny games because it really goes a long way for us mike hi hi how are you I'm good. How are you? Is, is this going well? Do you feel, you feel oh, good dude, about you're it? You're killing it. I love working with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but I work with another British guy yeah. a lot on this show, and he's just the worst. Mm-hmm. But you're like the you're the you're the other side of the coin, right? Like he's all bitter and cranky and old. I'm and the you're uh, young and nice and vibrant. And you're talking time. about. I'm Nick the Tom like Hardy to Patrick Stewart, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, See, that's what I'm talking about there. No, you killed this episode. James McAvoy to his Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Did you have a good time? Did you have fun? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm yeah, British though, so that's as hard yeah, as I exactly. can express that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what I what I what I appreciate about you, and I think you don't really understand, is that when you think you're subdued, like you're just always at that level, and so you never dip below it. I, I think it was Dice this year, right, where I ran into you, and then you tweeted mm-hmm. about it after the fact. Of like every time I run into Greg, I'm knackered, and I I'm just I'm the, the and I don't have anything to say, and I'm like. You're just always Mike. Like I've had brunch with you when you're like, uh, you know, at a ten. I'm like, that's that's just Mike. That's how Mike is. <laughs> just Mike. Awesome. 
Just Mike. Games. Uh, Mike, we mm. asked people watching live to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screwed up. But we've been good today. We had that one thing where they clarified something for us. But other than that, we haven't screwed this is anything the stand- up. This is the standard that I bring to the show. Crushed it. I appreciate that. That When we have somebody who knows what they're talking about when it comes to video games on the show, <laughs> it really goes far into not letting us get into the you're wrong territory. I appreciate that. But of course, Mike, your time's not yeah. done here. Ladies and gentlemen, like we said, Thomas was alone. 10-year anniversary. Can you believe it? No, you can't. Come on over to patreon.com slash games. Mike's going to hang out with us and have a longer uh, post show than usual and talk about his career, talk about the game, talk about what it's like 10 years later, all that stuff. Talk about working on John Wick. Talk about working with Greg Miller on the Solitaire Conspiracy. There's a lot of stuff for him to talk about. So there's a lot coming up, patreon.com slash games, where you can get the show ad-free, where you can write it to be part of the show, where you can watch us record shows like P.S. I Love You Later this afternoon, Xcast tomorrow, the Gamescast whenever we do that live, long before anybody else gets it. And just a great way to say, hey, kind of funny, you're doing great, here's some money. No, we're not in trouble, don't panic. I'm just saying, though, help. <laughs> <laughs> pitch in, you know what I mean? And fucking throw us a buck, goddamn! Do the thing with the the Twitch Prime, you know what I mean? Uh, Jeez, I just, it's the vibe is just like, yeah, everything's fine, you know, <laughs> everything's all good, but please, for the God, love of God, help us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah bad, you know. I'm just, it's wrong. I'm just saying, like, you know, mm-hmm. where the fuck's your problem? <laughs> uh, <laughs> God. ladies and gentlemen believe it of course uh the show that's not right anymore no that's right i changed it uh ladies and gentlemen uh our show's over but kind of funny games daily isn't of course you have one more episode it pops tomorrow it's going to be blessing at a yo jr and ign's rebecca valentine talking to you about the day's news tomorrow remember if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games right now it's tim getty's birthday bash they are playing cuphead are you doing the race again in cuphead Barrett, are you guys playing cuphead? i don't think it's a race i think okay. we're gonna we're gonna do kind of a back and forth where like each time we got each time we die like like we'll show tim's gameplay and then we'll go back to me and stuff like that Fair. uh so yeah i don't think we we prepped for a, a race i think the, the thing today was this we wanted to go in blind excellent uh you can catch that of course live twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and if you're watching later youtube.com slash kind of funny plays but right now the big thing patreon.com slash kind of funny games to hear mike bithel talk about his illustrious career and what alana <laughs> pierce is really like they were already getting I, see, I knew it. I've known it for yeah, a long no, time. It's There's no nice. way. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, like we said, Patreon, all that jazz. Go buy Mike's games. Mike, congratulations. Well, Lindy's count right now on Switch and PC. Currently. There you go. Yeah. Why do you hate PlayStation? Is it Shuhei? Is Shuhei in the problem? Is he the problem? It's Shuhei. Yeah, he really upset me. We don't talk about it, though. Okay, we won't talk about it. Uh, congratulations <laughs> on 10 years, Mike. I love you so much. Thank you. I love you, too. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>